Men who do not turn to face their own pain are too often prone to inflict it on others. Unknown. You are listening to the Main Event Man Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Flash Gordon. I'm a fitness professional, pro wrestler, and men's coach. And I created this podcast to help men get off their asses, face their fears, and start living the life they've always wanted. Each week, I bring topics and thoughts to the table that will not only help you step into the main event of your world and shape your life into one you love, but also help you become a better man, not only for yourself, but for the people in your life and this world we live in. Hey, welcome back, gang. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet so you never miss an episode. Today, I want to talk about owning your feelings, feeling those feelings. Men definitely get a bad rep when it comes to how they handle their feelings, and I think it's probably warranted, but everyone could benefit from a bit of practice in the realm of handling your feelings. When I say handle, I mean processing or feeling them fully, avoiding over-identification with your feelings, and shifting your feelings when you want to feel more more of your pleasant feelings or less of those feelings that aren't serving you well at the time. This is especially important for men because of the training that life gives us uh, when it comes to feeling our feelings. As you may remember a few episodes back, the Man Box episode, men are not generally encouraged to be individuals who feel things outside of maybe excitement and uh, definitely anger. If you're a dude listening to this, odds are you've heard the words, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about, more than you've heard the words, it's all right, man, let it out. So we generally have access to expressing excitement, which is, I'd say, a form of joy. We have open access to anger, which is connected to aggression or the violence needed to apply the force necessary to protect or provide for our loved ones. And that task is highly valued in the man box roles set for men. And then we are generally given limited access to sadness outside of pretty strong circumstances like the death of a loved one, or maybe at a funeral. And even if you cry in that case, you feel shame for crying publicly where people can see you. So you might even try to hide it still. So just three emotions in the conversation, how many are we missing out on when it comes to that expression? Well, it certainly depends on who you asked. I decided to uh, ask Google while uh, researching this one. First thing that popped up was 27. The source that said 27 had nothing resembling anger, so poked a lot of holes in what I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to take that one a grain of salt, and there's a lot of different studies, a lot of different things. Um, but... Another popular one gave us up to 34,000 distinct emotions. Talking about a combination of emotions, different words for emotions, etc. Uh, but Dr. Robert Plutnik developed the wheel of emotions that helps us go through our eight main emotions that are actually kicking off or a kicking off point for the 34,000 distinct emotions that we can experience. Now, that's a big number to digest, so let's just focus on that main eight. So 
So he mentioned joy, sadness, and anger earlier. The other five are anticipation, disgust, fear, acceptance, and surprise. Now, these are probably all familiar to you because you definitely feel them, whether you say so or show it or not. And you might even openly express a few more of the more positive feelings. Many of us, though, man, woman, or other, are encouraged to avoid expressing feelings like sadness or fear, the bad feelings, the bad stuff. It's scary. You want to stay away from it. Um, But we might even be in touch with disgust if it's accompanied by anger. Otherwise, you might keep that to yourself. And again, anger also equals bad and scary. So even that gets held in sometimes, Um, maybe more by women, maybe less by men. But still, everyone holds in emotions when it might be better to let them go. Um, Reading back everything I just said makes me feel like I'm inside of a sort of emotional stew that brews when you hold a bunch of stuff in that shouldn't be in together at the same time. Uh, Maybe an emotional storm is a better uh, wording for it. Now, it's that emotional storm that takes away our effectiveness and makes life harder. It might lead to many more dire consequences when you get into the eye of that storm. Violence against women, violence against children, violence against anyone who's different from you, or maybe the next school shooting are just a few things in the eye of that storm for too many men. If you look around, many consequences for a lot more than just the individual in those cases. So how do we get better at feeling our feels? Here are four ways that have helped me tap into mine. Number one, meditate. I know we've talked about meditation on the podcast before, and I probably will say it's a solution for another thing completely unrelated to feelings in the very near future. But the truth is, it's nearly unbeaten when it comes to creating a clearing for yourself on a regular basis in a short amount of time when you get good at it. Now, I love to meditate because of that clearing it creates, especially when I'm feeling off or out of alignment or like an emotion is brewing. A lot of times when that happens, there is something like a recent event that caused feelings that I could not process at the time of occurrence or chose to disengage it and uh, deal with it at a later time. Meditation allows me to clear my mind, uh, getting me out of my head, so to speak, so I can be in my body. My feelings really are all that's left at that time, and they will come up. And I get to experience them. I get to process them. The processing may not solely be through that meditation itself, but it's a great way to access those emotions. All you need is a quiet space or some good meditation sounds, uh, your body, and some time. My most emotional meditation session was probably five minutes long and it happened too long ago. And it, uh, it gave me maybe years worth of healing and understanding about a situation, a person in my life that passed away that I didn't have before. And that was just from meditating from it or meditating on it. Number two, you can start to get curious about your feelings. 
So now, let's just say we finish that meditation session. Now you're, you're in your body. Maybe you can name that feeling. Maybe you can do more than name it. Just sit with it. Experience it. Ask yourself, how does this feeling feel on my body? Where is it in my body? What sensation does it cause? Really observe the emotion with some curiosity. This process isn't to stop the emotion necessarily or let go of it, but to get to know it. Literally to process through the emotion. Instead of letting it go, you let it happen. Maybe uh, using a visual tool also, like the wheel of emotion mentioned before, might be useful here during this step. It's really simple to use. It's just a visual reference to the emotions you might be feeling, and it helps you down the path of understanding and lets you see that there's more available to you than the limited menu, the man box, or anything else has let you have available. I had a pretty interesting, uh, if you can say interesting about it, (laughs) roommate situation recently, and I won't go into it too deeply, but I'm sure many of you have experienced a less than ideal roommate situation before. Disregard for boundaries, space, cleanliness, etc. All part of the deal with my former roommate. Annoyance certainly built up over time. And the last days of her separation left me in a state of absolute fucking rage. On the wheel, (laughs) rage stems from anger. It's right in the center. You have the most intense emotions in the center of that wheel. And it's a less intense form of annoyance. So on the outer reaches of the wheel, you'll have the more the less intense emotions on the other side of the main emotions we mentioned earlier. Now, I was able to see just now, looking at the wheel, where my annoyance, especially the annoyances that I didn't deal with, were left to build up. So much so that I skipped over anything I could call simple anger and right into a very intense rage. It even aligns emotions next to emotions they weren't usually, or that they are usually coupled with and across from their opposite emotions. So it's a really handy tool in understanding your emotions and maybe even starting to map out in your mind where they may have come from. Number three, you want to share those feels. Now this sharing allows for a healthy release of feelings. The expression blowing off steam comes to mind as a necessary step so the machine doesn't straight up explode. That machine is you. When you're in a difficult situation, especially when powerful emotions are brought up, you naturally feel alone. You will also feel more stuck in those feelings. All that makes you want to do is push those feelings down instead of dealing with them. When you share your feelings, however, you get the benefit of not feeling alone anymore. You get another perspective on your situation. And you get some support on how you can resolve your situation and get yourself back to where you're having more feelings that you want. And more feelings that serve you. And more easily let go of the feelings that are not. You can share with almost anyone. But the important takeaway is that you don't go in alone. Find some support, a men's group, therapy, a really good friend are all great places for you to start and practice sharing your feelings. I actually shared pretty intensely about my roommate situation I mentioned in my men's group, and I was 
able to let go of so much around that just from the sharing and letting it out to some people who I knew were leaving space for me to do that. I remember this heavy feeling of contempt, which I learned to name with the wheel today. And contempt is where anger and disgust meet on the wheel. I was able to let that go and see things so much more clearly and act accordingly. It allowed me to move on from the situation which I was fully prepared to hold on to for a considerable amount of time after that date. And number four, own your feels. They're yours after all, the good and the bad, and they're part of the human experience. And being able to feel is what makes this life so great. Now remember, you're responsible for those feelings. They are chemical reactions from your brain triggered by your thoughts on a given occurrence. Those thoughts that are influenced by your beliefs and how you see the world. Your feelings are part of you and they're not you. And the person with the most influence over them is you. So is that guy who's driving like a jackass and just cut you off a dick who did something that got you angry? Hell yeah. But if you're anything like me, you got angry because you don't like people who drive recklessly and put people and their property at risk. You can let that guy and all the other ones like them trigger you every time and say people like that really make me mad every time I see them. Or you can realize that your anger there was a reaction to your own desire to keep your property and body out of harm's way, which is a good, reasonable thing. I think there's a lot of power. And owning your part in that. Own that you're the source. Now, I know a lot of things aren't as easy to brush aside as an asshole driver, but you got the upper hand when it comes to dealing with your emotions in this approach, because once again, you are the source. The source of emotions you do not want, yes, but also the source of the stuff you want to feel more of. So those four ways that you can start to feel your feels are to meditate, Get curious about your feels, share your feels, own your feels. And a lot of these steps deal with the old V word. We know that. You have to be truly vulnerable with yourself. That's acknowledging your feelings, acknowledging their origins, acknowledging that you might need support. Then going to get that support. Even from a close friend, that is probably the most open and at risk you will ever feel. If this is something you're not good at yet, it's okay not to be good at it. That's why you practice. As most things, risked with vulnerability though, it's totally worth the risk. So be brave, be curious, and remember, it's all right, man. Let it out. If you enjoy this episode and want to get better at being a vulnerable man, please hit up www.royflashgordon.com. And maybe book a call. Thanks. Talk soon.